Hello there, I'm Susan Bradley and welcome to the Four Modern Mothers podcast, a podcast dedicated to mothers and mothers-to-be, here to help you navigate your own unique journey through modern motherhood. In each episode, there'll be insights and wisdom. We'll be covering everything from fertility and trying to conceive to pregnancy and birth and onwards through your life as a mother. Expect conversations around subjects and issues that will support, inspire, inform, and empower you. From health and well-being, to body image, self-care, mental health, birth, pregnancy, work-life balance, relationships, the whole lot. With my specially invited guests and experts, as well as sharing my own knowledge with you. Enjoy, and don't forget to subscribe too. Okay, brilliant. Welcome, everybody. Um, this is, um, I think it's episode three of the um, Four Modern Mothers podcast. I get my numbers right. And today I'm really excited. Um, I'm here not on my own. I have a lovely guest with me, um, who's Emma Tailby, who is um, a brilliant women's physiotherapist based here in and around York, which is where I am in the UK. And um, She's going to be talking, we were deciding what would be a good subject or what was like a hot topic that she gets lots of people coming to her with. Um, and there, we're just saying before we started recording, um, there's so much stuff, there's so much stuff we could talk about. So this is probably episode one with Emma. There's probably going to be further episodes coming. But um, the things that we decided or, or Emma thought the thing that she's getting a lot of inquiries about and maybe the thing that's kind of most pressing, perhaps it's hard to know, was to do with... Um, early postnatal stuff like the fourth trimester yeah brilliant yes thank you Susan yeah so um yeah just as Susan said there's so many different topics that we could kind of pull out the bag to start talking about and share with you um but one thing that I just felt was really key at the moment um and especially in this pandemic if you're listening in 2021 was the early postnatal care it's just even more important today and just there's lots of anxiety and fear and people's different expectations and feelings around this and we just wanted to really reach out to you um, and talk about how we can support and just different things in this early postnatal kind of period trimester four that you can can do um, so yeah thank you Susan for having me on here it's very exciting yeah thank you for being on here I think it's so important because the you know it's really difficult in the situation in lockdown we're currently in lockdown number three aren't we as we record yep. this and so the availability and provision of care can vary hugely and it has done in pregnancy depending where in the country or the world you are or even within the same city I hear different things in my classes just from people within York having different yeah. experiences so knowing there's other help available um, for you, either if you're in that point now, or if you're pregnant now, knowing, you know, as you transition into the fourth trimester, where to find that help if you and support if you need it. So I think this works for lots of different people, which is great, Emma, thank you. Yeah, I think, yeah, one of the key things actually that I've heard is that that six week check with the GP has now actually moved to an eight week check. Yeah. And although that six week check is so, so key, for the mum, it's now turned into your eight week check, the six week check, but within the eight week appointment for your baby's immunizations. And I just think that's 
you know, that's another topic. But anyway, yeah, hopefully... They're two, they're two separate things. <laughs> they mean, are. It's that thing, that, I don't know if people know this, but if you were in France... just Oh, yes. Panel, another topic. <laughs> excellent women's physio provision. And everybody on the NHS gets a provision. The woman, um, specific women's physio postnatally, which is such should be the same here it's so needed but unfortunately we don't have that no and I think a lot of people and that's you know why these podcasts are really great is just awareness that there is something called a women's health physiotherapist or a pelvic health physiotherapist because unless you go to a class like your yoga or and you then talk to people about it and their well-being and pelvic floor and the core People go years without seeing or hearing about anything, thinking that, you know, things like leaking urine are all common and normal and just aren't aware that there's so much that can be done for them. Um, And because they are so common, it's sort of become normalised that, oh, you have a baby, that's it. You can't go running. You go on a trampoline, you're going to leak. And that's just become almost like a, a, it's a joke, you know, it's just, oh, that's what happens. And it's like, well, it does happen if you haven't had the right provision of women's health physio, but it shouldn't be happening. It doesn't need to happen. Um, And that's really frustrating, isn't it? And really sad that women go for years and years and not knowing. Yeah, I mean, I would say on average it takes, well, I get a few kind of two and a half years after you've had a child, I get a lot of people because that's the first time that they suddenly think, oh, it's me time, you know, baby's sleeping a bit better. And then I also have this peak at kind of eight to 10 years post having children again, or even at the menopause. And it's just so important if you can address early postnatal care, get seen as early as possible, get signposted into the right direction. We can save all of this and save all that anxiety and worry and get you fit and healthy, you know, with just some very simple things if you get seen early on. And this is, again, where the six week check just, you know, I'm so proactive in every woman should have a really, you know, I'd give them all away free, you know, just every woman needs a really good quality, comprehensive six week check so that they can start being the mum that they want to be without thinking, you know, they can be as fit as they they can be. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And and it's different for everybody. And of course, you're not knowing what's normal what might have changed what will feel different what what functionality might be different and what is okay and healthy and what isn't and needs some help and can be addressed and that's the thing isn't it that's the thing that the critical thing that we're missing um that they do have in France and that would save like you say lots of worry and anxiety for the woman but if you want to look at it economically from the NHS's mm. point of view they would save a fortune oh dressing it now and not definitely. waiting until everyone hits them oh out. yes oh yes yeah I'm on to our local GP who I must admit is very good and I've linked with them because as you, you've hit it on the head there that if you can address it early I mean from the costs of medication from surgical repairs of prolapse you don't need to have that no and you know and yeah, it's, so it's just raising awareness. It's talking about it. It's making sure that people feel there is someone they can talk to and to not be embarrassed. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with it. You know, there's nothing. And I can say that because, you know, I've done women's health for 12 years. I've had two children. You know, I've had ups and downs with my pelvic floor. You know, 
I'm open about it, but that's a big step for a lot of people to even start talking about it. And one of the key things postnatally is I feel that you need to get a community, you need to get a network of people who you feel connected to, but boost you so that you can be 100% honest with, because motherhood is hard. Those early postnatal days are hard and you don't want people going, well, I've bounced back and I'm in size, whatever, eight jeans and, you know, or, well, I've got nothing wrong with me or, oh, I don't feel that. You know, whereas you need to, yeah, just get your group of people, get your team, get your community um, that will boost you up and start this in early pregnancy um, and just, you know, tap into that. Yeah. And just honest conversations. And it really doesn't help. There is a very much a cultural thing that, you know, we see it in. I don't buy these magazines, but I, but I see, you know, sometimes, oh, some celebrity that I've probably never oh. heard of. <laughs> she's baby is X weeks or months old and she's back in these jeans and doesn't she look amazing all the time. We're fed yeah. this. And exactly. that's the panacea. That's the thing to aim for. And it really isn't. It no. really isn't. And I'm so pro on, yes, exercise is so important. It's so important to me, but it's not to get you your shape or you know and to lose all the baby weight and to get your six-pack muscles back that's not what it's for it's so that you are healthy so that you can be a good mum you know you're healthy to look after your baby and 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 yeah yeah Yeah. if you wanted to go out running brilliant and that makes you feel good and for lots of people that does or whatever it is that you want to get back to doing that's that's great but you need to have that core functionality there and what we think of as well as the core isn't actually we think of a six pack like you just said but it very much begins with the pelvis and the pelvic floor it's it's an integrated system and we that's the part that we don't talk about like you say no we don't and maybe we should do another one on just pelvic floor and core and you know well-being um because that's yeah, that's the kind of the starting point for all kind of postnatal care and well-being is working that deep core and then going outwards um, yeah. for your well-being. Yeah, um, We could digress, Susan, all the good. Okay. <laughs> so, right, let's yeah. get to the task at hand. Well, I just really wanted, I just felt that people, you know, you've not got this support at the moment. You know, you might be seeing health visitors via Zoom. You might not be seeing anyone at all. And with these six-week checks being now eight weeks, that's a long time in that early stage. You know, you've been through the pregnancy, you're exhausted, you go through whatever type of labor that you might have, you know, you might end up with a cesarean or you might have had a planned cesarean. It's then you're kind of almost left. You've suddenly got this baby, you're tired, you're exhausted. And it's just, I just thought, I've just come up with a few tips just to try and help just so that people listening can just feel that they're not alone can put this into practice and try and empower them to kind of know what's right what shouldn't what isn't right um and just ask questions to themselves and so that they feel empowered to then go back to their gp go and find a women's health physio or talk to a friend about it so that they could get help yeah that's definitely that's brilliant because i think that's so important isn't it understanding you're not alone it's not just you yeah um, it's not all in your head it's yes a physical mm-hmm. thing going on what is 
normal and okay what you what you can do what what maybe isn't a good idea to do at that initial time to start with um we're all different of course that's the other thing isn't it yeah. every single person's body and baby and everything is different so you know you might not even be contemplating any of these things for many weeks or months it might not enter your head and that's fine too but knowing what you could be doing and what can benefit you I think is a really good starting point yeah definitely Emma and I think you've you've said it there that everyone is different everyone's journey to pregnancy is different and then everyone's labor and the birth of their baby is different and it might be a really positive thing for you it might be a negative thing and that's okay and I think it is just accepting that there's so many emotions around this whole topic and just knowing that you can reach out if things aren't aren't okay or you're not feeling okay yeah yeah definitely it's, it's so much caught up in pregnancy and birth yeah. you're right physical stuff but also very much emotional mental oh. stuff as well it's it's a, a completely all-encompassing thing and often they're quite tightly interwoven aren't they as well they are yes and so I think the first thing that I wanted to really talk about was rest because this is just going to help your recovery you know the journey that you've been on and whether it's been you know a quick delivery or whether you've been in labor for a couple of hours uh, a couple of days it's just taking your time and listening to your body and your body I think that's the key thing just listen to your body not anyone else just take that time to go what does my body need and whether that is rest whether that's just going on a walk just time to yourself that's that's what you need to try and tap into and your support network um, and just taking each day as it comes because it is an emotional roller coaster and just listening each day and every day just in this kind of early kind of couple of weeks um, just taking a moment each day to just go check in with yourself um, how am I doing because it will be all about the baby and I know we're not having lots of visitors coming to see the baby but still it will all the questions will not be about you it will be about the baby um, or even the birth and some people don't want to talk about the birth and that's absolutely fine it's so it's just taking some time every day to think about yourself and rest and as you know Susan there's not like with rest it doesn't necessarily mean sleep it's just actually laying down just having a mindful moment gazing out in the sunshine gazing up at the, the sky but just having that five to 10 minutes every day will just make a really big difference. Yeah, I think, I think you're absolutely right. And it's, it's actually in a way, because I often say to people when I'm talking to them in pregnancy or on my hypnobirthing courses, we'll talk about the fourth trimester and planning it. And it's that thing of the initial two weeks um, often can be in non-COVID situation can be quite overwhelming with lots of visitors, family, friends, neighbors, colleagues, everyone under the sun coming to turn up to look at the baby, hold the baby. Um, and you end up running around having to get, you know, clothes on that haven't got your boobs hanging out and, and making them cups of tea often and all of this stuff. And you're already exhausted emotionally and physically. And then you've got all these visitors. And in a way, the fact we've got COVID is really hard. And some of those visitors we really would relish and want there, 
but some of them it's kept them away and I know people have told me it's been a godsend it's been a godsend to a point that people haven't been able to visit and it's given them time just them and the baby and their partner or their other children if they've got other children just to be in this little bubble together with no other interruptions I mean yes after a little while you do go a bit stir crazy but to start with it is actually quite a precious thing um to be able to have that time just together getting to know each other and all of that stuff so um yeah but remembering to regardless of covid or not having that rest you're right just a few minutes a day to check in really important and with yeah with yourself because that's the thing as you say it's it's a busy time it's a stressful time emotional time but it's also a joyous time exciting and yeah it's just taking that step back um and just yeah saving the moment and I think if we can take a positive from COVID exactly like you've said you know you're not rushing around to get ready for all these visitors and I and I hope that that then continues post-COVID that new mums appreciate that actually you don't need visitors all the time from day one it's just about you bonding with that baby and your family and just taking that time out yeah yeah definitely definitely there's things to to take forward for sure yeah um and the other thing so yeah rest so obviously very key but it's and now thinking about your body and the perineal care so you've just birthed a baby or even a cesarean you've still you know held the baby for nine months your perineum from a vaginal delivery depending on whether you've had episiotomy stitches I mean there's there's multiple things but it's then looking after that because if you had a graze on your knee, an injury to your knee, you'd ice it, you'd rest it, and then you'd strengthen it. There's just not the education out there to do the same. You've kind of, you have your baby, you go home, and then that's it really. Yeah. And I know when I had my children, the, the talk, you know, I, I had to ask midwives you know health visitors I said please can you look down there you know I've looked with a mirror but you're you know can you check me over and the fact that I had to ask and you just people you know this is what I talk about every day and I'm very happy with it and you know I can do gynae assessments but for other people who it's just almost feels a foreign part of their body and never even broached it it's it's a hard topic to then ask and feel strong enough to say to someone can you check down there if they're not offering it um and I think one of the key things that you can do this is when you're pregnant in that early postnatal stage is actually get a clean sanitary towel fill it with water and pop it in your freezer so that when you get home just putting that in your underwear to just soothe the perineum it's a bit like putting ice on an injury it's exactly the same it will just calm things down soothe things down and just start helping with the healing process um and then it's the good old pelvic floor exercises which you know you'll be talked about but it's actually actioning them from kind of the first day or the second day just trying to squeeze just doing the simple quick squeezes it will feel hard it might even feel sore but getting that kind of pulsing action will help the blood flow will help the healing will help promote kind of everything the optimization of your whole perineum 
um, and just give you also awareness of what's going on down there. Um, so just, yeah, from perineal care, it's kind of the ice, the rest that we've talked about, which will always help healing. And then just getting going on just gentle pelvic floor exercises from day one or day two, whenever you feel happy. And we're not talking about the longer holds. It's just getting it pulsing a little bit um, to help with the healing. Yeah, I think that's really important, isn't it? Because like you say, lots of people have a, a disconnect from that area for for various reasons yeah you know it's personal history whether it's just a cultural thing it's like oh we don't talk about that especially not in Britain we don't talk about down yeah. there you know it's ridiculous it uh, but that's the culture we're in and so people are very perhaps not everybody but actually most people are a little bit oh I don't really talk about that and if I talk about um perineal massage in pregnancy oh. you know not just to kind of get used to what the area feels like what how it might feel when it's when you, when baby's crowning and things like that you can you can see people especially if it's in a hypnobirthing class and there's men there too they're a bit oh oh I don't know if I want to talk about this it's all very embarrassing um you know and and that's it, it's a cultural thing isn't it? it's just a part of your body like you say if you'd done something an injury to your knee wouldn't be a problem but we just yeah. really have this this way we often react to it so it can be like you say hard to ask for help or we just ignore it and think oh it'll just get better on its own and then yeah. obviously you know reconnecting with that place obviously if you've got an inf some people do if they've had some stitches or something um infection which is really not nice mm -hmm. either um so knowing that it's what it feels like does it is there something potentially wrong? Do you need to get some help? Just, you know, all of that stuff, I think is really important. It makes a big difference. Definitely. And I think, yeah, going back to the perineal massage, that's really key. If people can do that um, at the end of their pregnancy, so, you know, 35 weeks onwards, just to get an idea of what kind of, it's a baseline, you know, kind of a normal down there. Um, it just makes it, you know, and connecting with that area then postnatally, yeah, I don't think it's as big a step um, because actually I would encourage people to then go back to doing perineal massage once everything's healed postnatally to just stretch out the area, to soften the area out um, if you've got had an episiotomy, any stitches. So it's just something really to, to try and overcome, to practice, you know, every day at the end of the pregnancy, whether it's in a bath and you're more relaxed or in a shower. Um, just to get this sensation and, and feeling because that's another thing with um postnatal is your first wee after you've given yes. birth yes lots of um, like that. and a lot of people you know say you know the stinging sensation or are anxious and then when you're anxious everything tightens up yeah. um some people that i see in clinic you know the only way that they can go to the toilet those first couple of days is actually in a warm bath where everything's relaxed, that they feel more comfortable. And if that's what what the way to do it for you, that's that's fine. Yeah. Um, other people pour like hot water, really lukewarm water over the perineum when they go to the toilet. Other people get clean tissue paper around their hands, supporting the perineum where they've had the stitches for that first wee. And I think there's so many different things out there. Your body will almost tell you which way you feel comfortable. Um, some people have no problems um but it's just all these things are quite common postnatally yeah and I think are. I think the main thing is if you can keep hydrated yes 
and think yes. about yourself. And I think that's where it comes into the rest and just taking time for yourself, keeping hydrated will just really help um, with that first week. And then even kind of opening your bowels as well that first time. That if you've, you know, if you've, especially if you've, if you have lost a lot of blood and um, they've given you some pretty hardcore iron. iron tablets, that happened to me. Oh my God, it was the, it was the worst thing. The worst part of everything um, was, I was crying in, I was still in hospital in the toilet, just crying. And I, it was so, I was so constipated. And it was the iron tablets yeah. and I hadn't drunk enough because I was still in the hospital and just didn't. And it was yeah. really hot in the summer and it was, it was awful, you know, and, and I just hadn't really put the two and two together that the iron would make me constipated and that I needed lots and lots of fluid and looking back it's really obvious but you're just in a daze and nobody reminded me and yeah so so simple to do to keep hydrated but when you're looking after a baby um gosh it's just full-on just doing that isn't it you forget about yourself so that's yeah and I think we absorb um we do everything for pregnancy read all the books because we've got time as well and it's an exciting chapter and and that's why if you can listen to this you know in your pregnancy it's just a few little toolbox to kind of put together for those first couple of days yeah um you know with your first kind of bowel opening just you know using a little stool or a step just to keep your feet up a little bit put your pelvis in a much better position so that you're not having to strain as much yes and I think it's listening to your bowels that first urge to go go just you know open try if it doesn't come and you're having to strain then just stop and go back take some really nice deep breaths yeah you know it might be that you need laxatives if you're on iron tablets the medication that you've been on for the labor but the more hydrated you can be the more movement you can be it can be doing deep breaths relaxation just trying to know that actually yeah just taking that moment again isn't it and just it and just yeah. taking some deep breaths take your time on the toilet yeah yeah um and blowing out blubbering your lips relaxing yeah. your jaw is massive as well oh yes yeah. blubbering out your lips is like with my daughter who who's <laughs> through her life bless her is being constipated um oh we do this a lot we have the knees up like squatty potty blubber the lips and all of this and it's like magic sometimes it It really is it is yeah and I think it's also making sure you're on top of your medication and because if you're just lying there maybe in the hospital bed or you've been discharged you know make sure that you're getting that regular medication so that you're on top of things so that when you do need to get about when you do need to move when you do need to go to the toilet it's kind of as optimal as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because all these things, yeah, you don't think about, and no one talks about the fourth trimester. Well, hopefully now people are talking about it and being open about it, but it's a shock, you know, it's yes. a shock. Yes. Um, and sometimes you will talk to people about it. And I've got friends who are midwives and they'll say I've talked about it, but it go, it kind of goes straight over yeah. your head because you're just focusing on the pregnancy and the birth. And that's what people yeah. generally do. And it's quite hard to get people it, easier to second, third time mums who've been there, who get oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> first time mums, it's quite hard to talk about it and to get it to go in and to make a proactive plan and all of that stuff, mm-hmm. because they're just thinking about, of course, you know, the pregnancy and meeting their baby, but mm-hmm. to put the plan in place beforehand is so much easier yeah. with time and the physical and mental kind of ability just to, to do that. Because once you have a small baby, time just 
vaporizes and the tiredness and everything else so yeah it's a really good really good message thanks Emma. Yeah. no that's okay so yes I think being hydrated and just looking at if there was anything else but drinking well you know making sure that your urine is clear that's the key sign of that you're yeah. hydrated especially if you're breastfeeding as well you need to drink more water and just making sure you know hydrated doesn't necessarily mean you know more water but just having things like melon soup just lots of things to get that that food into your body yeah and it's all about also just planning eating the right things postnatally and if it means getting a few really healthy ready meals in or pre-making some things from the freezer because that will all help with your healing rather than grabbing that sausage roll or whatever yeah, it is um, if you've got your fruit and your vegetables your nutrients you know things like blueberries you know it all help with your collagen and that postnatal kind of healing yeah definitely and I always say in 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 non-covid times which we are moving towards and I'm we are we are soon. but if people do come and visit the deal is if they come and visit you they have to bring a meal something like a lasagna that just goes in the oven not a complicated thing a meal whether it's a big pot of soup or stew and they that's their payment if you like they can come and see the baby they can make you tea do the washing up hopefully um, and bring you a meal for your family and that is the the deal that they have to fulfill and that that in itself can be you know works that's wonders amazing. doesn't it that is amazing you know I looked back recently at some pictures of um me with my daughter so she's nearly six and there's a family meal and it must have been Easter just after she was born and I've cooked this whole meal and I sit there and there's my parents and my brother and his wife and I'm holding Beatrice in my arms and I've cooked this meal and I look back just thinking why a why because you know I need to be resting but be, you know, did no one else offer or bring this to the yeah. house, to our house? And, you know, and this was only six years ago, you know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it's crazy. I remember doing, my girls were six month old, six month old twins. And I decided I would cook Christmas lunch for everyone and my other half family. Uh, because I wanted to, and I thought this would prove that I somehow was yeah. still, you know, well, what, why did I think that? I can't yeah. believe I did it. You know, it was so silly, but, but I did, you know, it was. Yeah bonkers but yeah so learn from our mistakes exactly exactly so yeah the uh, the next thing that I wanted to talk about was then exercise postnatal mm. so I get a lot of people just coming to me right when can I go running yeah and yeah. you know I'm very pro running I'm a runner myself I love it I need to be outside but I equally do the yoga and the pilates and the core work and the foundation work um, to do this and I get it that running is sometimes easy for people to get out, but we shouldn't be thinking about it day one postnatally, day two, even week two. There is so much more that you can do to nurture your body before getting back to running. Um, and I think it's just, you know, trying to listen to your body, kind of thinking about these things while you're pregnant, um, just lowering your expectations because otherwise they will get shot as soon as you've, you know, had baby because the time, I mean, you know, everything goes up in the air. You won't be in a routine and that's fine, you know, but it's a shock to people who have been, you know, in routines before. Yes. Um, 
And I think it's kind of thinking about, so the first exercises that I'd be doing postnatally is actually those pelvic floor exercises. Yeah. Um, so doing, you know, short holds, um, do, trying to contract it, trying to hold, and then trying to do um, your short, quick contractions. Um, trying to do these in lying to start with. So you're taking gravity away, then yeah. to progress them into sitting and then into standing. Um, and with your pelvic floor, you're wanting to really kind of feel it around the back passage, squeezing forward and up to get that sensation in your perineum. I mean, well, I can do another whole thing on pelvic floors, but you know, pelvic floor exercises are gonna be your, your first thing to think about and getting it into a routine. So whether that's every time you breastfeed or every time you brush your teeth or when you're in the bath or the shower, it's just linking it to something so that, you know, six years down the line, 10 years down the line, it's something you're gonna be having to do for the rest of your life. Yeah. I think that's a yeah, little and often like a habitual yeah. thing. So it takes, yeah. I think, is it it's very hard. You've got a baby, they're very distracting and demanding. But once you create the habit, I think yeah. it takes maybe two weeks to create a habit. So it could be boiling the kettle, or like you say, mm -hmm. it could be um having a shower or whatever, and just doing just a few, isn't it? Just even, you know, ten. Yeah. Just that's the thing. Yeah, ten quick ones. And then if you can build up trying to squeeze and hold for 10 seconds and you won't be able to do that day one or day two, but it's just trying to squeeze and hold for 10 seconds. I mean, the gold standard is 10 quick ones and then 10 second holds 10 times in a row. And you want to try them all in lying, then sitting and then progress to standing. Um, but it's just something to just home in on you should be doing them in your pregnancy anyway and got into a bit of a routine but then to carry on postnatally yeah um, yeah and it's just important the squeezing is important but it's also really important to make sure that you're fully letting go as well yes this is massive because sometimes you find that actually especially if you get people and I get people in my classes if they are if they've done a lot of yoga like with the banders so that or yeah. they're a dancer or they oh, do definitely. Yeah. Everything is very already lifted. They spend their whole life lifting. And as women, we spend a lot of our lives before we're pregnant holding our tummies in. And that has a massive impact on our pelvic floor, doesn't it? So we don't, oh, yeah. We're lifting a lot, we're clenching a lot, the releasing. We don't know how to really fully let go of the pelvic yeah. floor. And that, like you say, is equally as important as the as the engagement. It's the it's the releasing and softening both parts have to work just for our you know for our pelvic floor to function and for our breathing to function and for our abdominals to all work properly and not you know cause us problems so it's it's simple but it's so important to know both parts isn't it we yeah. strengthen we, we get to do more of that gripping but for some people it's more of the releasing or we've got an imbalance in the pelvic floor and half is tight and half is too too lax and it's working that out so there's so much you're right and, so uh, yeah and that's the thing and you know so that's why I'm hesitant to give any kind of prescription of the exercise because everyone is individual but I think it's just try and find your pelvic floor yes. try and find your pelvic floor in these first couple of weeks yeah and if it doesn't feel right, then contact a women's health physio. Yeah. Um, a women's health physio will examine you. So uh, kind of my six week check, I will do an internal examination. And 
that will then give you a really good idea of what you're doing because unless you feel down there you don't know whether you're doing it correctly and as you say you don't know if one side is tighter than the other if one side is tight or if it's actually just really weak um and actually tightness can cause more problems than weakness so it's yeah it's just just start by feeling your pelvic floors just try and switch them on just try and work from that back passage coming forward and up and just have a go um and you know contact the health visitor a women's health physio practitioner um just if things don't feel right and that's a good starting point um yeah or you're just not sure think am i doing this right i don't know get it check you don't want to spend the rest of your life doing it not quite right that could like you say be causing be causing the opposite could making your pelvic floor too tight which might cause issues incontinence all sorts of things that you think you're helping yourself and actually you need something slightly different for your unique body and that's the thing back to the uniqueness isn't it everyone's different so that's really yeah Yeah. and the backgrounds of as you say whether you've seen I mean I see so many pilates yoga you know um horse riders gymnastics you know because they've just been tightening and holding on the whole time yeah. and it's only then postnatally they go oh actually you know I'm going to think about my pelvic floor um, so yes I mean then the pelvic floor you know over time then you can look at doing kind of core exercises you definitely need to do bottom glute strengthening exercises because you will be doing a lot of squats um, and looking after the baby but also arm exercises are really important as well but I would just say this early kind of couple of weeks, it's just about just resetting your body, having that time, having the recovery, just trying to walk. I mean, walking every day, 20, 30 minutes, um, just getting outside, getting the fresh air as well and um, taking those nice deep breaths. As you touched on before, the breathing is so important with how your diaphragm works with your pelvic floor and your diaphragm has been up near your nipples, you know, in in the pregnancy and it's just taking every day just three really nice deep breaths just to get that diaphragm working again with your pelvic floor dropping it all back down really working your breath coming from your ribs coming down rather than all just sitting up your chest um you know if that's one thing you can just have that time on your own every day just taking three nice deep breaths and just start thinking about your pelvic floor you'll be doing well if you can do that every day you will absolutely absolutely and it also to think I also think if you don't do it every day and if you've forgotten to do the pelvic floor exercise and if you don't get out for a walk it's fine it's also fine do not make it something to you know beat your head at over uh, beat yourself over there over the head with that you didn't get out for three days or you know you just didn't feel like it if you don't feel like it don't do it that's the most important thing don't think oh everyone else must be going out for a walk everyone else is doing these things and I'm rubbish because I haven't managed to if you've got to the end of the day and you and your baby are still alive you've done everything you need to do it's as simple as that it genuinely is. And, you eat, and you remember to eat and drink something you as well as the baby that's all that's required it really is all that's required and that is enough it is a it's more than a full-time job for one person it it really is where we're meant to be in tribes with people you know it takes a village to raise a child it certainly takes a village to have a baby we should have people all mucking in and helping and looking after us and feeding us but we 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 don't we don't live like that so 
just being kind to yourself when you don't get out or if you don't remember to do the exercises it's also fine isn't it you've got to be yeah I definitely I think you've hit it be kind be kind to yourself um And people might be out there and this is where surround yourself with supportive people that boost you up because, uh, because people will be going, Oh, well, I'm doing them, you know, or I'm using this and I'm doing this and their Instagram feed, which is just not reality. It's such an edited version. You know, you can make yourself so feel so low by seeing whether it's people, you know, people, you know, or celebrities, all these people, Mm -hmm it's not it's such an edited reality you've really got to find the feeds that help support you that are real that are people going this is tough you know this went well for me but this didn't and just acknowledging and and getting rid of the ones that do not make you feel good yeah and I think you know it's important to say that you know it's not all negative and it's not all hard you'll have amazing days but then equally you might just have a moment or you know going back to this unique we are unique we are individual our personalities before we gave birth to babies were all so different. So you might naturally be a very positive person um, or you might, you know, have a little bit of anxiety. So it's just really looking after you, looking after you. And, you know, I'd say just with the exercises, yeah, don't beat yourself up about it. Um, just try your best, try your best. And it's good enough. Your best is good enough. We can't say it enough, can we? Your best is more than good enough for your baby. It really is. They just need you. They just want to, yeah. And I think people are worrying at the moment that they're not getting out and about with their newborn babies. They just need their mummy. That's all they need at the moment. And they just need love. And they just want you to be happy. So do whatever makes you feel happy. Yeah. Absolutely. And make the most, like you say, at the moment when, because of COVID right now, we can't get out as much and as far and, you know, but, you know, just if you can maybe um, go for a walk locally and you can still maybe meet up with one other grown up, which can make a difference. So you can go and babies don't count as people in that setting. So you can both have babies with you, which is great. Or have a phone call, have a WhatsApp group, have a Zoom call, just anything that can just keep you connected. It's it's not the same. I know it's not the same, but really it does make a difference. Just speaking to people, connecting, just some messages can really just change your day when you're feeling a bit rubbish about things. Other people, like you say, who get it, other women with babies, other, you know, as well as your friends and family, you know, as well. But just that connection, I just can't, you can't overestimate or underestimate its value it's so important just having those people who understand who you can moan at when you need to moan at and you can celebrate the wins when the wins happen and just yeah. that is is hugely beneficial for all mothers I think I really yeah I, I couldn't before I was pregnant I never got it I couldn't <laughs> I wasn't a woman's woman at all and <laughs> I didn't do those kind of things I was never in any but it was as soon as I was pregnant it all changed it was just a magical thing I got this is powerful sitting in a group of pregnant women doing yoga having a chat is the most powerful thing I've ever I've ever witnessed I couldn't quite I couldn't put my finger on it. I still can't but it's something there so that community that uplift from the community I think yeah. even if you're not particularly very chatty or you're quite an introverted person um I am but I, I think um it just even listening to other people I think it's Yeah, you take it in, don't you? And yeah, I think that's the thing. I think everyone is so different and just listening to different people's, you know, kind of positives and negatives, you know, you can take from that. And um, 
yeah, it's just so important, I think, to channel everything into those people around you and getting this network. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. So important. Brilliant. I think, well, you know, I think that's really just, well, we could keep talking. We could. <laughs> but yeah, just on that early postnatal, I think, yeah, just rest, perineal care, and then just starting to do a little bit of exercise for all for you. I think that's the thing. It's all for you um, to make you feel, yeah, get you better, um, feeling stronger in this trimester for. Yeah. Brilliant. That's such good advice. That's such, it's so great to hear. Um, and really great to have that input from a professional in the field as well, Emma. So that's really great. Thank you so much. Thank for joining you. Me. <laughs> My final question, I'm going to ask this to all the guests on the podcast. My <laughs> final question is, um, what's the single thing um, you would wish you could tell all mothers or the single piece of advice or the single thing you wish you knew, the one thing that you think, is the most important thing if you can just think of one thing um <laughs> i would probably say listen to your body mm -hmm. go with your instincts because you know it you you will be right yeah yeah just you know and reach out brilliant mm -hmm. oh that's fantastic thank you oh well thank you susan it's been lovely and i look forward to chatting more <laughs> yes thank you so much i'm gonna put um all Emma's details um, and her women's physio practice details and all of that um, into the show notes so that people can find you. Um, or do you want to actually tell us, tell us what your website or your Facebook and your Twitter and Instagram, whatever oh, way bless you. Well, I think it's just, yeah, just, you know, there's lots of women's health physiotherapists out there, pelvic health physiotherapists. We're all out there for all of you women. Um, but if you're based in North Yorkshire, York, Carragher area, um, then I'm here just off the A59. Um, so it's Ashlyn's Physiotherapy. Um, so you can just find me on Google. I've got an Instagram site as well. Um, I do a mummy MOT, which is kind of the key thing that I would be saying to you ladies. So this is a postnatal check at six weeks, a comprehensive check where well, we can talk about your birth, talk about how you're doing, as well as looking at your pelvic floor, looking at your core muscles, making sure your abdominal muscles have gone back together, looking at your pelvis, looking at if anything, you know, you had problems antenatally. Um, and then looking at from getting a rehab program, so from your pelvic floor, getting your core exercises um, and getting you back to what your goals are. Um, so, yeah, but I mean, there's lots more. I mean, <laughs> from urinary incontinence, prolapse, uh, menopause help. Um, but um, yeah, in this early postnatal stage, then um, do contact me for, you know, I'm more than happy to give any advice. And I think that's the main thing is that there's people out there, you know, do contact me, even if you think, oh, I don't know whether I should come and see someone, just drop me an email and give me a ring. Um, and as Susan said, she can put my details um, there for you and do reach out. You're not alone. Brilliant. I will do that. Thank you so thank much. Well, thank you, Susan. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for listening. It's great to have you here and I really do appreciate your support too. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and if you have, then please don't forget to subscribe. And if you could leave a review or share with other mothers and mothers-to-be that you know, well, I'd be eternally grateful. You can join me 
as well on my online platform at www.formodernmothers.com where you'll find show notes and lots more goodness and resources all about thriving and making your own unique path as a mother in the modern world as well as details of all my programs online courses my classes and coaching packages too and do follow me over on instagram too at four modern mothers or on facebook and be part of my social community i'd love to connect with you there take care amazing woman